I just needed to find something that made me feel me. I do come from a very um, religious background. Did you watch Futurama or was that just like a really good marketing tactic? Licking the ear. The ear. The ear. Yeah. Wait, let me show you. Yeah. Let's, let's have a demonstration. Hi, welcome to Thrivecast Podcast, where we talk about success and what it means to different people on the internet. Today, we have a special guest, Nina. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad you're here. Today, we're just going to be talking about um, how you found success on OnlyFans and also on your social media platforms, because I know that your TikTok's doing really well. Yeah. And then it also seems like you've had a lot of different opportunities to come from that, like being on Playboy. And um, it seems like you also have a YouTube channel. So there's a lot to talk about today. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like success is just everywhere and you just have to go out and look for it. Even if that means turning something that you love into a job, Mm -hmm. like I started everything with modeling and that was just for fun. I had a call center job. So um, yeah, I was pretty miserable though. (laughs) Yeah, I took calls for a living and just like, it was, it was pretty sucky because that nine to five quickly became like, oh my God, this isn't enough money. Can I do overtime? And it was just really overwhelming. But any time that I took out of that was for modeling because I just needed to find something that made me feel me. Yeah. And for me, that was the camera and finding myself worth through that. Did you always want to do modeling? Was that something that you thought about when you were younger as a child? Yeah, I did. I wanted to do modeling so bad. And then I saved up to go to the Coco Rocha camp in New York. She was on like America's Next Top Model and she's modeled for all these amazing people. And then I got there and I was like, I hate this. <laughs> yeah, I was like surrounded by all these girls and it was just so superficial for me that I wanted to take it into my own hands and I didn't know how to do that until someone else told me about OnlyFans. Where you can really make it whatever you want and exactly turn your passions into a career. What was it like growing up? Because you said you wanted to do modeling. Was your family approving of that? Do they help you get to where you are today? What was your childhood like? Yeah, um, I think they always knew that I had an act for just like so many personalities and pushing that out. And maybe they, in a way they were kind of scared of that. But I think they knew, you know, that I would go into something like that. I do come from a very um, religious background. So it was hard for my mom to take that in. My dad, though, he was more understanding. What about your fan, like your friends growing up and stuff like that? Did they, are they supportive? What did they think when you started doing OnlyFans? I think more than anything, going into this kind of industry, they may be scared, like, they don't know the ins and outs of it as a, as was I, like I've had some pretty rough photography, like networks that like didn't uh, go right. Yeah. But yeah. I think they were more scared than anything, but little by little, like, I feel like they become more supportive. You said you were doing, um, a call center job before yeah. you got into, um, modeling and only fans. Was that what you did straight out of high school? What was the journey like from that job to the one that you're doing now? When did you make the jump? Yeah, Um, when I was 15, I quickly started working. 
because I just needed the money. Yeah. <laughs> and I was sharing my phone bill with my mom and she was paying for it. And whenever she would get mad at me, she would call Sprint yeah. and yeah. she would just like cut it off. I'd be like, oh my God, I can't do this. So I worked at Panera, quickly mm-hmm. found out that the fast food wasn't for me, mm-hmm. then did call center. And then I was stuck in call center for quite a while. Um, I wanted to go into school for nursing, but it just didn't work out. So how long were you at the call center? Like years? Yeah. I want to yeah. say like four years. How yeah. did you take the jump? Like when, where did you start doing OnlyFans and then were you slowly able to transition to that? Or did you just go like cold Turkey straight into it? Oh my God. I, yeah. Like I had my call center job and then I started an OnlyFans and then I posted the link on Instagram mm-hmm. and I had a few coworkers tell me that they subscribed like to my face and yeah. yeah. And I was just like, Oh my God, thanks. Like you're paying for my lunch. Like it was like a high five moment, like little high five moment. Um, and that's when I knew that guys are just, they're, they're just people, you know, and to treat them like oddly for watching a girl or for like getting like looking at porn. I don't know. It's just like, to me, it never resonated like that like have you always been like that like when you were younger did you not see it as like more of a taboo thing because I think slowly um society is getting more in tune with it being normal everybody kind of has a sexual side or like watches certain things or Mm. you know follows certain girls on Instagram or whatever it's like totally Mm. normal but I think slowly society's becoming more comfortable with that were you always comfortable with that um coming from a religious background no (laughs) not at all but I would study my boyfriends like I feel like I'm pretty good at that like studying people socially Uh and it's like even I like I watch different people like I watch girls and it's I have I have my favorite people that I you know watch YouTube like their Mm -hmm. life and it's like guys deserve that too no I totally get that I think Growing up for me, I never, um, I didn't have a religious background or anything like that. Okay. But I watched, I would like secretly watch The Girls Next Door. Do you know that show? Yeah. Yeah. I would secretly watch that. And I'm sure my parents probably didn't approve or anything, but I would watch that. And I was so like fascinated by the world of Mm -hmm. Playboy at the time. And I didn't know that I would ever like want that type of life, but I just loved watching it. I was so fascinated by it. So I guess I was always kind of open-minded in that way. Mm-hmm. So I always wonder if like other girls had different like eye-opening moments like that that they've seen and they were like, oh, I'm curious about that. What was your yeah. eye-opening it was moment? it was Britney Spears for me. <laughs> like yeah, in the dancing in the red outfit. Yes. Yes. And and I had this big mirror that was my closet and I would just copy her dance moves. And yeah. I was like, yeah. I like, I feel myself now as a 12 year old. Why can I feel myself now as like a 25 year old? Yes. That was kind of like, you're like, okay, I can be whoever I want to be. Honestly, Britney Spears was like that for me too. I remember I watched the spring break, like show on MTV and Britney Spears, um, performed at the spring break event or whatever. And that was like, I was like in awe. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I looked on your on your yeah. TikTok and I found your cave girl, you know, series that you're, do- that you're doing. And I was, I went so far deep. Cause I was like, when no, start doing this. <laughs> I wanted to know when you started doing that and like, what 
how, like what, how did the idea come about? And then I noticed that it was like a Futurama reference. Yes. Yeah. Did you watch Futurama or was that just like a really good marketing tactic that you, <laughs> like you knew guys would watch Futurama and like, how yeah. did you decide to do this? Yeah. Well, I have a guy best friend and he told me a little bit about Futurama. I did see a few episodes. He was just like, you need to cosplay this. I could see you killing it. And it's so crazy because guys have the best ideas. Like they know what they want to see. Yeah, that's true. Um, So that happened. And I I don't know, it brought me forward. Like I tripled my income with that. Yeah. Yeah. And even when I post something else on TikTok, they're like, where's cave girl? Did, were you doing cosplay, like other cosplay before you started doing that one? Yeah, I was. Um, I did a few, but Cave Girl was the first one where I actually got into character and I was using my voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. so the other ones were kind of just like a dress up and then there was no, like maybe mm-hmm. using audio and stuff like that. Right, exactly. Okay. Do like you, dancing. Yeah. Do you bring Cave Girl onto your actual OnlyFans? Like, are you doing other videos and like content on OnlyFans with Cave Girl? Yeah, that's the most paid for Okay. Amazing. Yeah. So I, I, what I loved about it is it's kind of a great marketing tactic too, because what you did is you used an inside joke. Like if someone mm-hmm. knows Futurama, then right. they feel like part of your community. And if they don't, it's kind of like, oh, I need to figure out what this is. And then they, and they look it up, yes, <laughs> which is what I did. I was like searching for it because I had never seen Futurama. So when I was watching your videos, I was like, what is snoo snoo? <laughs> what is this? And then I went and watched the clip and I was like, okay, it was what I thought it was. So I love that like hint towards those like sexy things, you know? Yeah. It's like, um, basically the guys in the episode were just like, this is the way I want to die. Like, and if you think about it, maybe the best way to die would be having sex, (laughs) you know? Yes. It's a bang. Literally. Yeah. (laughs) Let's dive into reinventing your business because like you said, this um, this cave girl kind of reinvented your business. It completely took a turn and upped your income so much. Um, I always talk about this with different girls that I talk to on this podcast and also some of my students is reinventing your business and also putting money back into your business. And oh, I yeah. noticed with you, um, it's like buying those outfits and doing mm-hmm. photo shoots and we'll talk about it, but like doing body work and, yeah. um, and promo and stuff like this. So I, let's just start with like outfits. Do you, how often are you buying different outfits and like mm-hmm. doing photo shoots like that? Are you paying for photo shoots or are people collaborating with you? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? So in the beginning I would collab and then it came with, oh, you won't get your photos until <gasps> I say so. Yeah. Um, and it was like, we would agree on a date and then that date would come and then I would have to ask and it became like this begging thing that now I just, I would rather have my own photo shoot, come up with the idea. And, you know, that way the artist also feels like they spent their time well done, like they got paid for it. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's the best way. But as far as putting money back in, luckily I don't have to as much just because Cave Girl is such a hit. Mm-hmm. I do want to play around with more um costumes and cosplays but I just don't know I like that's you just where stick I get with that one yeah I just get stuck <laughs> but I think that was like um reinvesting in your business by getting that outfit in the first place like your friend did you already have the outfit or your friend was like oh you have to do this one um no I didn't have the outfit yet yeah we, okay he just kind of showed me the episode and I was like yeah oh, okay. yeah so I feel like that's kind of doing like 
investing in your business and also with the photo shoots that you're paying for, how often are you doing photo shoots and are, is most of your content taken yourself? Uh, yeah, for the most part now it's taken myself. Um, I do have a shoot, um, upcoming in New York next week, which I'm excited. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I was just saving, saving, saving with this whole cave girl thing to get my body done because I felt like that was the most important thing to me. Well, there's another like reinvesting into yourself and like something that you want. So let's talk about that. Like okay. how long did you know you wanted to get some work done and when did you decide to do it and, and all that? Yeah. Um, well, at, as a young age, I was so infatuated with the perfection and like scrolling through Instagram back in the day, I knew that these girls that had the perfect bodies had something done, you know, so I, I fell in love with that. And I knew I wanted to get it done at 17, probably. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I found the right doctor and it just all aligned. And and how has it made you feel? Like, do you feel more inspired to take more content because you're like feeling positive in your body and, and how are you feeling after? Yeah. Um, I feel great. I do feel more inspired and happy that I don't have to edit my body. Yeah. Like I would, I would add like curves and like cinch in the waist. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I do like, cause my body's still healing. It's only been like eight weeks. So it's still a little hard. Yeah. It's still like a little hard at the bottom. And sometimes we're just like, oh my God, when will the soreness go away? Yeah. So with that, I do have a little bit of regrets. Like, oh, I miss, I miss the, the fat, the regular. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll start to like feel more regular as time yeah. goes on. Um, probably there's a lot, like swelling still if it's only been that long. And I'm sure that will start going down. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people, because when I was talking to Bentley, um, I don't know if you watched her episode, but I was talking to Bentley and afterwards we were chatting, um, once the podcast was over and she was like, oh my gosh, I forgot to say, I have a, um, like a love hate relationship with this job because I look at my body so much and it makes mm. me, you know, want to change so many things. What are your thoughts on that? Because you did have some changes and actually Bentley did too. Um, do you feel like you can still have like a positive look at yourself, even if mm. you want to change things? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, like sometimes I look at other girls and they have like these perfect perky tits and <laughs> I want them. Mine, unfortunately, sag to the ground because <laughs> they're so big. I don't know. Like there are times where I just look at myself and I'm like, wow, God made you so perfect. Like just take advantage of it now. Mm -hmm. um, but I do have those moments where I'm like, wow, should I like make them bigger or something. I think it's all about just like finding balance. Cause as like in this industry, there is a lot of like comparing yourself to other people and like wanting yeah. the perfect tits or wanting this and that. And I think it's okay to do some things to your body, but also finding that balance and like knowing that, yeah, like you are perfect the way you are mm -hmm. and like people love the way you look. That's why they right. follow you. Um, and there's, and there's so much to love about yourself. So you don't have to change everything. I think that's been like, I remember when I first started doing OnlyFans, I did change like a lot of things and I was editing, you know, so much <laughs> and slowly I realized, okay, if I keep doing this, I'm going to see my body image completely different oh, than yeah. what it actually looks like. And I'm going to be harder on myself. So I started to like not do that as much. And now I find that 
if I do a little bit, I, I find that comfortable balance, at least for myself. And that's so crazy too, because I see your pictures and I'm like, oh my God, you're so perfect. Like, oh of gosh. course, of course she has <laughs> thousands of followers and this and that. And to me, that's inspiring too, because I also want to take my YouTube into the next level. Yeah. So I'm glad that you just have everything. Like, I think I saw your video of like having six plus streams of income. Mm -hmm. That's where I want to be. And so right now, do you think most of your income is just from OnlyFans? Is there other things that you're working on? Um, yeah, right now I do have Fansly and I have Playboy, but I'm really not as focused as a, on them as I would like to be. So tell me a little bit about Playboy, because that's such an exciting thing that you're doing. Um, mm -hmm. How did you get into that? How did you get onto Playboy? Um, yeah, they emailed me and they were like, we want you to be part of Centerfold. And I was so happy. Um, they also do Zoom meetings every month just oh. to like, yeah, to to go over updates, which is so different from OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. um, but I just feel like I have to be so perfect and I have to do photo shoots, but they keep reminding us that, no, like the biggest creator does just phone selfies and- Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's something I have to keep in mind. I think that's more of a, like a pushback for me because when you think of Playboy, you think, it's wow. It's like glam, it's <laughs> yeah. like over the top. But mm -hmm. I guess- that too, it has changed so much. I feel like Playboy has relaxed so mm -hmm. much with um, all the editorial photo shoots. I look at your stuff and I was literally like blown away. Really? <laughs> literally so gorge. <laughs> Thank um, you. You never really did promo then, I'm assuming. Like, did you ever buy promo from girls? Because um, it, it seems like since your um, cave girl took off, you didn't really have to buy promo. Or no, not, not anymore. I did buy a few in the beginning. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, that quickly turned into, I don't know, just like kind of like a harsh environment. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. So I think the best way that I like when I've talked to different girls, the best way to find your audience on OnlyFans or on like Fansly most of the time has been from something viral that they've created, um, mm -hmm. some sort of content that just, and so what do you think the best strategy for that is? Is it trying a bunch of things, constantly posting? Like yeah. what, what's your strategy? Um, well, I really look up to Amaranth. I don't know if you've ever seen her stuff. She's a really huge yeah. Twitch streamer. Yeah. So for her, I think it was the pigeon thing which uh -huh. was different than anything else. She literally put on a pigeon hat, had her bikini on, on Twitch stream, and was just like in her microphone, just like going in as like a pigeon. Like and walking? Just like with the beak of the pigeon. Yeah. Hitting it with the microphone. Oh my God. <laughs> I, know. I know you have to look up the video and it's, it's in a way so sensual that yeah. you're like, wow, why am I into this? So I think finding those weird niches that you can yeah. relate to. It is finding those weird niches. That's something that I've, I, I keep talking about. Cause even in the beginning, I was like, oh, should I have like a specific niche? But I think sometimes mm -hmm. you don't really know what it is until it happens. Yeah. And some people go in and they're like, okay, this is my niche. I do this. And some people, it kind of just comes to them like how your friend mm -hmm. was like you should try this and it ended up working out yeah um do you find that you've had to like with your other content do you think that that helps as well when you do um the superwoman and all the other stuff does that still do you think it's good to kind of mix it up 
I think so, definitely, because I have some fans that are like, I'm not, I don't like the cave girl thing. And I'm like, I understand. <laughs> um, so yeah, but I think I think it's good to mix it up. Um, I really do want to get into latex. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, I found this other creator that does that. Um, and it sounds pretty cool. I mean, the whole dominatrix thing is something I've yeah. never gotten into but yeah finding different things that how often would you say are you creating content and like on social media on the OnlyFans platform how much work are you putting in to your business right now I don't leave my house (laughs) (laughs) yeah I like I don't like I just I do that all day um I yeah for me the biggest thing is TikTok right now you get so many yeah yeah and you also Twitch, right? I do. Yes. I Twitch Tell too. us a little bit about that. How did you start your Twitch? Yeah. And what so, are you filming? Yeah. So I do ASMR. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's mostly like, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but like rubbing the microphone and like licking the ear. The ear. The ear. Yeah. Wait, let, let me show you. Yeah. Let's let's have a demonstration. This microphone is like really big on Twitch. So it, okay. Yeah, it looks like an ear. Oh, it does look like an ear. Yeah. So you like rub it and you lick it and it's like it gives this gives this ASMR sound that people fall asleep to. That is amazing. So are there like that seems like a little niche as well almost. Is there other microphones you use or is it just the ear? It's just the ear. Yeah. Okay. And then I also just uh, twist stream games, but it doesn't get as many views as the ASMR. As the ear. Okay. Yeah. And do you use like feathers and like different yeah. other knickknacks and things like that? How often would you say are you streaming for? And does that convert into like followers on your other platforms and on OnlyFans? Yeah. Oh my God. So many. Like yeah. I want to say I streamed for an hour the other day and I got like 20 subs. Amazing. Yeah. I, it's something I recommend, like yeah. just going live in general. Yeah. Are you going live on TikTok as well? Yes. Okay. So how often would you say you're going live on either of those a week? Like, are you doing it once a day on, on both or less than that? Um. Yeah. Once a day on both, at least three hours for TikTok and then at least an hour for Twitch. Okay. Do you have like a set schedule for your content posting and how do you kind of plan all of that your schedule um I don't really have a set schedule but I try to make it so um I just remember my nine to five and how hardworking I was with that and I try to convert those same hours onto um the platforms yeah Okay. So there's not really like a set schedule that you uphold. It's not like at 10 AM I do this and then at (laughs) (laughs) no, sometimes I definitely sleep in, but you know, you get that guilty (laughs) feeling and you're like, Oh my God, I have to go to work right now. (laughs) Yeah. You say you have like pretty late nights. Cause I know when I'm like on my grind and I'm like doing the most, I'm up late on OnlyFans messaging or Mm -hmm. on Twitter or on whatever. Do you have pretty late nights? Yes. Yeah. What what time would you say you normally go to sleep after? Maybe 3 a.m. 3 a.m.? I know. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it's just I have I have these goals. I want to um save up for a house also. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, ugh. and I had that scare. I don't know if it happened to you when OnlyFans was like, oh, we're removing all our explicit content. Mm-hmm. That scared the bejesus out of me. Um, yeah. And ever since then, I've just been like, let me ride this wave as hard as I can. Yes. I think that scared me a lot too, but that's also when I started doing like Fansly Mm -hmm. and um, other platforms. Um, So I was like, okay, if this doesn't work, at least there's other places to do this. That is true. (laughs) Um, But OnlyFans has been the best platform for me. How how, how would you say your Fansly is going? You said not as great yeah, not as great. I want to say I have made um a grand or so a month. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I find that too, that it's been like a lot less on Fansly. And I don't know if it's because I don't promote it as much. Um, yeah, probably. Do you think it's the same for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like most people already are so familiar with OnlyFans. Yeah. OnlyFans has that hype. It has the hype. And it's like, if someone does OnlyFans, like, you know what they're doing. If, if yeah. they do a Fansly, it's like, if you know the industry, then you know what they're doing. But if not, yeah. you don't really know what it is. Um, so I remember I used to stay up at like 3 a.m. too, but that was like during the pandemic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, I was like, okay, I'm going back to a reg- regular schedule. <laughs> yeah. Um, do well, you- I know you're also married, so maybe yeah. that's why. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that too. That takes up some time. <laughs> Well, what do you think? Because you said you wanted to do some other things. Like you have some other goals. You want to have seven um, streams of in- income. What type of things are you planning to do? Because like you said, you have a YouTube, you have Fansly, you have OnlyFans, um, you have uh, Playboy. What yeah. other types of things are you like interested in doing in the future? Oh my God, a lot. Of- I love writing. Writing for me is like such a big passion. I love reading everything to do with it. Um, so I would love to make a fan fiction about Cave Girl. Oh, yes. And yeah. I like grew up writing fan fiction, like Twilight, mm-hmm. all of that. <laughs> so if I could do something like that for my fans, that would be so worthwhile for me. Would you maybe do like a downloadable book or would you do like Wattpad? Like, were you ever on Wattpad? I, think- I was. <laughs> <laughs> I read after. Do you remember that? Or do you like know of that book? Uh, I, I think I've heard of it. And then they made a movie. They have like a couple of movies out on Netflix or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, and that came from Wattpad. Wow. So you're a reader too? Oh, yes. I love to read. Okay. <laughs> do you read or do you just like to write? I love to read. Yeah. What type of books are you into, interested well, in? Well, right now, it's more of a self-help genre. I'm just like, yeah. Things that things that inspire me that are, like, getting me up the ladder every day. 1% better. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of where I'm at, too. And um, actually, one of my students, she told me about this book called The 10X Rule. Have you read it? Mm-mm. Okay, well, I'm recommending it to you based on her recommendation because I read it and it's really, really good. And it's about like, like you said, 1% better. It's like Mm -hmm. 10% better or no, like 10 times better. Damn, I like that. Yeah, definitely give that one a a look out. Is there anything that you do that kind of keeps you inspired that's separate from all of your work? Because like you said, like you're staying up late working. Is Mm -hmm. there stuff that you do for yourself and that you enjoy doing like reading and writing anything else? Yeah, apart from that, I just I am not only a creator, 
but I absorb the content. So yes. I have I have a list of my favorite creators. There are days where I'm just like, I don't want to do anything. And I just want to watch and, yeah. you know, like be inspired. And so I make sure I have those days for me for sure. Good. What what um what type of content do you like to consume? Like TikTok, YouTube, everything? Like what <laughs> what kind of content is it? <laughs> yeah, like TikTok's like a rabbit hole. Like you just go through the FYP and sometimes it can be so toxic. Yeah. <laughs> And then you're like, I need this person's life story. (laughs) But for me, it's mostly Twitch because I really do enjoy um, gaming and watching other people game or do ASMR. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just really relaxing for me. Oh, so you watch ASMR too? Yeah. Is that kind of how you found it or? Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. You always watched it on Twitch or Mm -hmm. anywhere else? Um, Some girls also post their their channels on Twitch or have a YouTube channel that do ASMR too. Okay, cool. Yeah. How did you kind of find that? Just like searching around and... Yeah, it was yeah. um like in the FYP or like the main yeah. channel for Twitch. So I just kind of clicked on it and I was like, oh my God. I just didn't know I had the guts to do it. And then that's when I was like, I just need to try it. Yeah, why not try? Yeah. I think the only way you can fail is if you like didn't try or didn't give it your all. Yeah. Um, what, what type of games do you like to do? Cause you said you like to game. Yeah. So right now I'm playing Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Uh, yeah. It's the new, um, Harry Potter game. <laughs> okay. And yeah. do you like, I, I know nothing about gaming. Do you download games or like, how does it work now? How do yeah. I, don't, I don't know anything about it. You, you don't even have, wait, 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 you don't even have a switch. No. Oh my God. After this, you download it on your switch. Well, no, but um, I have a switch, (laughs) and yeah, okay, so yeah, you could buy the game or you could download it. But for Twitch streaming, it's more of PC, so okay, yeah, you download the game, but you have to buy it, yeah, and most of them are like $50. Oh my god, yeah, kind of expensive. I want to say this is why most guys don't pay for dates, most guys don't buy you flowers, it's because Mm -hmm. they're playing games. Yeah, <laughs> that's expensive. That's an ex- expensive hobby, and especially yeah. if you get all the equipment and everything. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so then do you like play this game until you beat the like all the levels, and then you like go on to the next one, or do you just you're like I'm over right now? <laughs> yeah, there's a few that I play. Um, I think a good one for you to get started on would be Stardew Valley. Star Stardew Valley. Yeah, and it's only okay. 14 bucks if you buy it cool. on your PC. Um. I would do that through, through stream or uh-huh. steam. steam. Um, yeah. It's like a farming, farming game. Oh, I've heard a lot about farming games. Yeah. It's really relaxing. Okay, good. I think that's what I need is like something relaxing that I can do kind of like, not mindlessly, but you know, where you can turn off from the world. Yes. I know why you like to game. Cause it's like an escape from the world. Exactly. Yeah. Do you game yes. with other people or is it? Uh, sometimes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. But it's just funny because then they try to flirt with you if, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <'cause>... <laughs> well, well you talk to them through the headset. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then do you get followers from that too? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. And it's like you're playing with random people all the time. Sometimes or you have a group of friends that you play with. Okay. What is, what is your like social life outside of work and gaming and everything like? So like, funny because I hang out with nerds that yeah. 
in life we talk about games <laughs> yeah wonder, i feel like gamers like love gaming so it's it kind of like leaks into their actual life too it does yeah <laughs> i have um this really close friend who's a barista and um he makes me free coffee and we just talk about games yes. all the time free coffee is everything <laughs> yeah how do you like living in california I love it. I'm from California though. So I feel like I'm a little bit biased because I grew up here. So like, I mean, maybe not everyone loves their hometown, but I just love all of California. I like the weather, um, except for recently, it's been kind of (laughs) cold. Um, but I love California. I don't know if, if I would move anywhere else unless I had to, or if it was like for like a long vacation, like three months living somewhere, like maybe even six months. Yeah, I saw your other podcast episodes and I was just like, oh my God, I want to fly out there so I can actually be in it because yeah. I loved your setup. Oh yeah. When, when people, ew, well, whenever you come to LA, let's, let's do the a second episode. Let's do it. <laughs> so do you live in um, Miami, right? I live in Orlando. Orlando. Okay. I don't know why I got that confused. I was trying to search around, but anyways, Orlando. So do you like it there? I do. Yeah. Um, it is getting like a little too like I've, I've like you said I've kind of been born and raised here so mm-hmm. I'm getting used to everything and I was actually looking at apartments in Hawaii oh, so okay. yes it's a bit expensive over there so I get yeah. I'm giving myself a year to yeah. save up and see and then maybe next year I'll move over there that would be a good move I, I love Hawaii you've just, been yes you've never May. been no I, I know <laughs> I'm one of those. I'm one of those people. Yeah. You're like, I'm just going to do it. Honestly, that's really cool though. And just like explore. And if you don't like it, you can move back or wherever Exactly. Yeah. Hawaii is really nice and it's good weather, even though it rains a lot, but it's warm rain. Mm. I'm sure is Florida similar to that? Oh yeah. It rains all the time here. Yeah. So you probably be really used to the weather just to kind of round up the episode. What would you say is your biggest success advice when it comes to being um, somebody on the internet in general, like a, not necessarily mm-hmm. like a social media person or only fans, but just in general, what would you say has helped you the most be successful? I would say just start because you always have these setbacks like, oh no, I'll start when I have this or this camera or this light. But honestly, if people are going to watch you, they're going to watch you regardless. Yeah. <laughs> so just, care. Yeah. Yeah. And also you can always get better. I think that's such great advice because yeah. sometimes people want everything to be like perfect before they start. And it's just not realistic because it's never going to be perfect. Even four years into this scene, I'm, st- I still have that mentality. Sometimes I'm like, no, I got to push it back. Like just yeah. do it. Just do it. That's Nike. I love that. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that advice. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming on the episode. Oh yeah. Thank you, Alana. If there is anything you want to kind of share any like links, anything like that, that will be all linked down below. You can find her at Nina X Carolina, right? Yes. Dot com. Dot com. Okay. That's perfect. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah. Thank you.